Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A 2023 Oscar-nominated documentary short film, The Martha Mitchell Effect, is an archival-based portrait of one of the most unlikely whistleblowers in the history of Washington, D.C. Mitchell was married to one of the most powerful Republicans in Richard Nixon's cabinet, John Mitchell, who was the Attorney General at the time of the Watergate scandal. Because Martha was speaking to the press about Watergate and what had happened in her own way, trying to protect her own husband, she was told to keep quiet. She refused. The Martha Mitchell effect successfully reframes Martha Mitchell in the proper context and gives her her rightful place as a genuine whistleblower. After all, Martha was right. We're joined today by the co-directors of this wonderful Oscar-nominated film, Anne Alverage and Deborah McClutchy. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you so much. What put you on to Martha Mitchell? What, where, where in your travels did you come across her? And uh, Anne, I'll start with you uh, in terms of like, what did you know before you got started on this project? So we knew nothing. We Neither of us had heard of Martha Mitchell. We actually heard about her on a podcast a few years ago and started to listen to some of the sound ups and couldn't believe that this person existed that we hadn't heard about in the history books who really played more of a seminal role in the sort of larger Watergate saga. So we did some digging, went on YouTube and looked, saw a video of her and saw how fabulous and funny and wicked smart she was and uh, just did some more research and realized that there was sort of a larger story here, that it wasn't just about a hidden figure, but you know, she was essentially silenced. And that is why we hadn't heard about her. She had been hidden from history because of the gaslighting campaign against her by Nixon and his minions, essentially. So um, we knew that she was incredibly popular with the press. So there likely was archival for her. And we wanted to kind of couch the story within that world of Watergate. So you only are seeing the archival from that period. And um, we just kind of jumped into it. Deborah McClutchy, what was the your kind of level of surprise, anticipation, excitement over what you were unearthing in terms of her the what was caught on tape regarding Martha? What was your reaction to most of that? Uh the reaction to seeing her like on these YouTube video clips was just kind of amazing. She's got this bouffant blonde hair and cat eye sunglasses and you know, just very telegenic, very flirtatious, seemingly like fun to talk to, right? So that was a big surprise. When we were listening to some of her sound bites, just how it kind of resonated for today. The abuses of power, the gaslighting. It just seemed like a story that was still relevant today. And that was not only surprising, but shocking in some ways. Although in the same way, not terribly shocking, sadly. What's her background? Uh, and let's, what where's she from? Sort of a little bit of the backstory on Martha Mitchell. Sure. So Martha Mitchell is originally from Arkansas, from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And she had lived in DC, I think working as sort of an administrative assistant and then met her husband, John, well, she was married before, but then she met her her second husband, John Mitchell, um, I think in 
think at a party, I think that was a blind date as the story goes. And so she was essentially a housewife, like a socialite housewife in Rye, New York. He was a very um, successful lawyer. That's in fact how Nixon met him originally. That was kind of her story. She wasn't, she didn't seem political. She really didn't make the newspapers. But when she moved to Washington, she really, she kind of wanted more of a, you know, a piece of the pie, so to speak. And she started speaking to the press. And I, I don't think the administration expected it. I don't think the press expected it. But it was at a time when the administration was incredibly buttoned up. No one spoke to the press. Women, political wives in particular, were very quiet and they knew their place. Um, it was very much in the model of Pat Nixon. And Martha wasn't like that. She was bored by these women. She wanted she wanted some action. She wanted to hang out with the boys. <laughs> and um, I think her way to do that was to talk to the press. <clears throat> she was also an outlier. I don't think she made many friends. The only friends she really made were the press, were the female journalists who, who listened to her at night when she would call up and gossip with them. And, and I don't think I've done a very good job of describing the whole Watergate affair, <laughs> the context for so much of what's in the film. This is the, the weird part about it. Nixon was going to win in 1972. He was a lock to win. And yet he essentially sent out these people to investigate the Democratic Party, what they knew about whatever uh, opposition research or whatever it was into the very heart of the Democratic Party headquarters. And they were arrested. These people went in there. And from that spun out what became the downfall of Richard Nixon. Deborah, in terms of John Mitchell and where he fits into this, into this puzzle, where was he at the time that this all began? He was the attorney general, right? He had been the attorney general, yes. And then he was Nixon's campaign manager. Um, so he was, you know, John Dean says that he essentially okayed the break-in of Watergate. So that was his role. And Martha, you know, I think it was hard for Martha to believe. I think she wanted to defend her husband. Maybe she knew that he was involved, but she didn't want to fully believe it and take it to heart. Yeah, that's that's an odd dynamic there. Do you think she ha had an inkling early on that what had happened? Because at the time that this happened, the break in at the Watergate Hotel, which is where the Democratic Party uh, headquarters was, was considered to be a non-story for a long time. Right, barely made any news at all. What what point do you think that Martha understood that her husband was involved? So I'm going to take take that in two parts. So I think that Martha did have an inkling of the actual plans for the Watergate there. We didn't get into it in the film. We just didn't have time, but there was a seminal meeting in March of 72 where they were all in Florida and Magruder says that John Mitchell approved of the gemstone plan is what it was called. And others there say, oh, well, Martha was just getting in the way. She was distracting John, and that's why he approved it. He would never have approved it otherwise. And I think that's essentially what Nixon was sort of referring to when he said that, you know, Martha was responsible for Watergate. You know, of course, not deflecting any sort of responsibility for himself. But to answer your second point, I, it's, it's unclear when she sort of realized that John was more complicit than um, than she thought. I mean, maybe she knew and she just played a game where she was, you know, defending him. We don't really know. But 
I would suspect that she didn't know the full story because she didn't know that he was the one that essentially kind of ordered the bodyguard to contain her until she listened to the White House tapes. And I think it was then that she realized when they were released that, oh, yeah, her husband is involved. And he was also involved in betraying her on multiple levels. Yeah, John Mitchell is, yeah, doesn't come off well in this whole episode. And um, by the way, we're speaking with the co-directors of this wonderful film called The Martha Mitchell Effect. And we're speaking with Anne Alvergay, as well as Deborah McClutchie, the co-directors of the film. It's been Oscar nominated for the 2023 Short Documentary Film Award. And her conversations with the press, Deborah, I thought were, and her when she was out and when she was feeling her her confidence, you can see it in her, the way that her bearing, the way she was talking to the press. I had the good fortune to interview Helen Thomas many years ago. Mm. And I'm so glad to see her in the film because she was considered kind of the dean of the White House press corps. First question in a presidential press conferences. And she was a, a straight shooter. She was somebody I think that Martha probably saw some something in her that she recognized very much. Let's talk about a little bit about that relationship that she seemed to have had with Helen Thomas, but in general with the press. Yeah, as Anne mentioned earlier, you know, the Nixon administration was very buttoned up, very conservative, didn't like the press. So Martha was this amazing personality that the press sort of glommed onto. And she and Helen Thomas struck up a relationship and it was very symbiotic. They both were getting something from each other. Helen Thomas took Martha seriously. And, you know, they had that interaction on the plane where Helen Thomas said, why don't you tell me about miniskirts? And Martha said, why don't you ask me about something more important? So, you know, from, from then on, maybe even previous to that, I don't know exactly when they first met, but they had a respect for each other, I think. And Helen respected Martha and she knew she had a story to tell. And Helen took her seriously when other, you know, male reporters didn't. So um, Woodward talks about the fact that he and Bernstein really missed the Martha Mitchell story. And, you know, they knew she was a Cassandra, but they didn't really follow up and tell it. And Helen Thomas scooped them and she got it. I think that is so important. She was weeks, if not months ahead of the story. She was saying things that didn't bear out until much later. And, and she was... It was, it, again, I want to, for people who don't know who Martha Mitchell is, maybe have a vague understanding of Watergate. Uh, it's an important chapter in American history, but also to see somebody who was completely framed in one way and then to see her now 50 years later, rightfully put in, in the perspective that she should be in is a gift. I truly, I truly appreciate this because we often carry on history as if uh, the first first draft was the right one. And, that, and this certainly wasn't the case here. I just wanted to add, I, we also owe these female journalists a debt of gratitude. If it wasn't for them believing her story, writing articles, I mean, they were sort of ghettoized, like in, you know, in sort of the, the, the ladies, like columns, right? But they were telling her story. They knew what was going on. They knew that she was being maligned and misrepresented and essentially gaslit. So important. I have to ask because the, the film was, as I mentioned, nominated for a short documentary Oscar. Deborah, where were you when you got the word that uh, you had gotten uh, the nomination? Well, our whole team was on a Zoom, actually. Um, yeah, they televise or telecast the the awards announcements. 
So we all gathered on a Zoom and we all heard it together at the same time. So that was really fun because we, yeah, we all got to cheer and be surprised together and be shocked together. And it was really, really fun. Yeah, one of our producers was actually had overslept her flight. So she wasn't even going to be originally on the Zoom, but then she was like, but then she woke up and she was like at a gate, I guess. And so she was able to Zoom in and everybody in the, the waiting room was clapping. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to let people know they can see the Martha Mitchell effect and it's on Netflix. You can see it now. And I urge you to check it out uh, because I just, it's a thoroughly enjoyable, the pacing of the film, it moves right along. It gets you through the story under, in understanding, again, her, her as a person, her in a relationship to John Mitchell, and in the context of one of the most important stories in American history is Watergate. It illuminates so much about our politics and about our perception of ourselves in many ways. And uh, she's a wonderful window into that historic lesson. So mm. my congratulations to both of you. It's really a great, I just thoroughly enjoyed this film. And uh, you can see it again, you can see it on Netflix. So please check it out. To both of you, Anne and Deborah, thank you so very much for spending a little time with us here on Film School Radio. And whatever's coming up, I hope you come back and join us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. It's such thank a pleasure. You so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.